This is CliffCentral.com. It's five minutes past 12. It's the first Wumandla day of 2016. I'm so excited. I'm Pumi Mashiko, and you're tuned into Wumandla. I'm excited because I have a very special friend in the studio today. And um, she keeps saying she, she doesn't know when her reputation is on the line. <laughs> She's got no social medias. <laughs> so I couldn't put her up on the social media and tweet her out there. But I've got a very special friend who's not only special to me, mm-hmm. but um, special because of what she does. Zigindumela is a clinical psychologist and mm. a coach and a mother and an amazing woman. And today is one of those days that are absolutely ridiculous in that there are thousands of matriculants, thousands of matriculants around the country and their parents and their families and their communities. And everybody's been waiting with bated breath for the past two months, the whole of November and the whole of December and most of January with such anxiety, such anxiety waiting for this one day when the results are coming out. And it's a long time since I was in matric. Oh yeah. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But what I, what I think back and remember about it is it's crazy. Now that I'm Mm. older, now that I'm out of it, now that I'm Mm. on the other side, Mm. it's crazy. It's crazy that like you spend your entire matric year stressing yeah. about this day. That's true. You spend every day, you spend all those exams, you spend most of your holidays stressing about this day. Mm. And in reality, it's such a, it's a, it's a, it's a big day, but it's a small day. Mm. In the long run. That is so true. It's a small thing. Mm. A lot of our parents are waiting with bated breath, especially a Lokshin, you know, in our, in the townships, our parents, some of us, you, you're the first one or the second one or the first grandchild or whatever that's, that's actually gotten to matric and everybody's hopes mm. are pinned yeah. on you. Your own hopes are pinned on you. The whole bloody system is rigged against you because all you see in every headline today is Hundred percent passes here and there, thirteen mm. distinctions, twenty what what twenty what and it's so much pressure for one little eighteen year old. Or a seventeen year old. Or seventeen year old. Or nineteen year old. Exactly. Even if you're twenty years old. It's exactly. so much pressure. Yeah. And some of those kids buckle. Mm. Some of those kids buckle under the pressure and you may be a parent and you're You've seen the results. You're not happy with the results. Your child's not happy with the results. Maybe your child didn't even make it. Maybe your sister didn't make it. Maybe you didn't make it. And you're feeling down in the dumps. This is the show for you. So again, I'm going to start by saying, so I always hear people say clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, psychologist, psychiatrist, what's the difference? <laughs> if there's a difference, is it like, what's the difference? Um, well, the simple one is that one can prescribe medication and the other one can't. Are you the medication one? No, I can't. Oh, damn, I got the wrong girl in the studio. Can't give you. So oh, no, I'm no. sorry. I don't, I don't have the pad. So, okay, what do you actually do? So what does what does the psychologist do? If you can't give me medication, what do you do? We do talk therapy. We talk. So that's our medication. Our medication is talking. It's about going down to the cause of the problem and trying to help you through talking and thinking differently 
and psychiatrist is um, is someone who's a medical doctor, and then specialises with with psychiatry. So he's a doctor in a way. There is someone who's a psychologist who's a doctor as well who's got a PhD. Okay. So one of the things that when I think about psychologists and talk therapy, I think about like Kramer on TV and I think, oh, you're live mm. on account. Because yeah. there's, there's a, a perception that yes. we all have yes. of what psychologists are like. That's it. And mostly um, in my view and probably in the view of a lot of other girls, it's like, really? Do I have to? Really? I'm paying you for what? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And you say talk therapy. Before we even get into the nitty gritty of, of how that helps uh, in this particular case with the pressure, with the failure, with the disappointment, mm-hmm. how does that help? How does talking help anything? You know, you can imagine sometimes you've got something that is on your chest and you've got a friend that you trust. And you call that friend and you talk to that friend and suddenly you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel better. Because maybe the friend has said something that has helped you to think differently or actually probably maybe understands how you feel. But there's something that in that conversation with your mother, with um, someone who's close to you, and that conversation changes something and it makes you think differently. Or it makes you feel differently. And so now you've got someone who's trained to actually talk to you in a particular way that's going to help you to deal with some stuff that you probably have not managed to talk to your mother or who those people or something that you've talked to them so many times, but you're still doing it and you don't understand why you keep doing it. And so talk therapy helps because then it brings a different perspective to what is going on in your life because we repeat certain things because of certain experiences in our lives. It's almost like, you know, we repeat because we're hoping for a different outcome, but then it ends up in the same point. So our role as psychologists is to under, is to help you to unravel. What is it that you, why you keep ending up at the same point? What is it? What are the common things that are happening in your life that are ending and making you to end up there? So speaking about perceptions, the the thing about metric results yeah. is perception. Perception. Okay. More than anything. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's been built up to be this thing. Yeah. What kind of pressure are youngsters under really on a day like today? So leading up to this moment sure. or this morning of today. Sure. You know what? I, I really think there is so much pressure on, 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 on the children. Um, and it doesn't start today. It does, it started probably in grade. I, I, I always get confused with these grades and standards because I'm so old. I'm, I know the standards <laughs> thing. We so, can work it out. We so can work it I'm out. I'm going to talk about standards and then you're going to add whatever you need to add. But for me, I think, you know, when you get to standard eight, because you're preparing to go to standard nine. I think standard so nine. Grade 10. Standard, grade? That would be grade 11, I think. 10. Grade 10 is standard eight. Grade 10. Yes. Grade 11 is so pressurized because those results go to university. So 
you apply with them. So it's it's not a pressure just of one year. It's a it's a huge pressure that is spread out over a period of time. Then you start the year of grade twelve, which is standard ten. Then your life go completely goes out of the window, you know, because now you have to focus on books and everything else. And it's so impossible for, for kids to be able to do one thing. They need sport. They need that. They need that. They need this. And, um, and they need to stay connected to the family as well. So there is so much pressure for them to be able to hold all of these kind of things. And um, even children that um, know that they're not academically strong, there seem to be this pressure that they should be doing well. So I don't know where the re- how, how as parents, you know, we sometimes not become realistic in terms of what we expect of our children sometimes. Because sometimes we live our lives through our children. You know, what we haven't managed to achieve, Blow Joe is supposed to be able to do that and close that gap. So, so that's the thing, you know. Um, we take our kids to all these very expensive schools as well. So we count how much money we've spent and we want these kids to actually show the aids. Return you know? on investment. Return on investment. Exactly <laughs> that, you know. And, um, so there's so much pressure on them that has got nothing to do sometimes with their own future. And their own lives, particularly their own lives. But it's so, you know, and this whole thing that, you know, we must have more blacks that are this or, you know. So it goes beyond them, you know. So the the pressure becomes bigger than, you know, what they would normally experience. And also, um, I think personally, if I take back my experience when I um, did um, my standard 10, it was a very difficult time in the country because, I mean, most people were not writing grade 12. I probably had had schooling, proper schooling of six months, if not five months. But despite that, you, you want to finish this. You know, you've put, you've got your own vision. You want to finish this thing. You want to move on to the next level, you know. Um, so imagine you've got a schooling of five months and you still want to pass and get an exemption and go to university. So there is so much pressure that we put on ourselves. And that pressure, you know, based on my profession, also is linked to a whole lot of other things. Why would someone have that much pressure to do despite everything else that's going on? Not that it's wrong to have vision. It's not wrong to have goals. But it's how it gets translated and manifest in that particular child. I want to know how to help manage it. So you, you, you said, you know, sometimes we as parents also put, we want our children to, to be a certain way, right? So there are two things that we have to manage. We have to manage ourselves as parents. Yes. And then we have to manage the pressure for our kids. Yes. How, how, how can one do that? How do you manage all of these things in a child's life to give them the best opportunity to succeed or, or just to accept the reality of their life? You know, I think we need to go back to the basics because the thing is, we as parents, when you say we need to hold it for them, in that holding, we need to go to the basics in terms of what is grade 12 in this child's life. And in my view is that grade 12 is a one of the milestones that 
your child is supposed to achieve in life. It's like you're going back to when your child was a baby. They had to sit. They had to do certain things. They had to crawl. They had to walk. And, and as they get older, the milestones change. And they go to school. They do all these things. And I think grade 12 is one of those um, uh, milestones. So if we're going to hold it for our kids, is that we always have to hold the the kind of bigger picture of what um, what what is this thing? What are we working towards? So for an example, you know, I once asked a a, a a parent, "What is your vision for this child? What do you see this child in the future? You know, what kind of?" And this person went straight to say. No, I don't want to tell my child to be a teacher or to be a doctor. But that's not the question. But that's where we begin. You know, we begin to see our children in terms of professional, the jobs that they do and all of that. But the vision is, I want to see a successful individual. I want to see a well-adjusted child. I want to see um, a conscious citizen who is engaged in what's happening around him or her. I want to see someone who's loving, who's caring, you know, you, so you want to see a well-rounded person because if you say, I want my child to be a doctor, but what if your child is not a doctor? And also the, yeah. yeah. Even, I, I suppose even as, as ourselves, as, as the kids, I put on the, on my Facebook, um, and a really dear friend of mine sent a, a response back about being a doctor. Yeah. How much she wanted to be a doctor. And yes. then she didn't get the marks. That's it. And then spent the whole year after her matric. So she didn't fail matric. Yes. But that one subject that she did fail mm. meant she couldn't be a doctor. Mm. And she spent the whole year after matric learning, like rewriting that subject and subbing it. She's not a doctor today. So that, and she's a much happier person in what she does. That's exactly that. So how we hold that expectation, it's very, it's, it's very, very, very important. You know, I was talking to a family. Uh, I spoke to the mom and the dad of um, a daughter who got eight distinctions. Um, she did eight subjects. Got, I mean, my, my head was kind of reeling. <laughs> I was like, what? How do you do that? You know? Um, and what I, what I appreciated in this family, because I've had an opportunity to know them over the past um, few years, is that this particular daughter, at some point, she wanted a, 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 what do you call it, when you take off a year? Gap year. A gap year. She didn't know what she wanted to do. And then she wanted to be a vet. And then she's ending up, okay, ironically, she wants to be a doctor. But the, the thing is that, is that the parents have not put expectations on, on her. She got to that by herself. That, my goodness, that's actually what I really want to be. I want to be a doctor. And imagine what kind of doctor that's going to be. It's going to be a happy doctor. It's a doctor that has made her own decision to actually be that. And she's starting to say, now I can see how my personality fits in into this thing. So you are beginning and and if I look at this child, she is so involved in so many other things. So you're ending up with a doctor who is not just a doctor but a, a well-rounded doctor. So I think for me it starts with that is to really us as parents is to hold that vision, to hold a mirror for our children. Even now as your child is saying and crying and saying I didn't make it, I got the 
the best worst results or whatever. But what is the bigger vision? You know, where where is this child going? And 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 holding that for themselves and even for the children, you know, is to is to hold that expectation. And how do you, as a parent, I mean, the extreme end of kids that haven't made it, kids yeah. that haven't passed. Yeah, I was I was pleased to see in the paper today that um, the results are out. But the results don't have people's names. And I had a debate a year or so ago about that when they were still saying they're not going to put in the children's names. And I think, why not? Why not? Everybody knows you are in matric. And if you're going to be in matric again next year, Mm. everybody's going to know that you didn't pass anyway. That's true. Um, But it seems to have... The debate, obviously, I I lost because you don't have anybody's name in the paper. You only yeah. have people's exam numbers and you yes. only know your own exam number. Yeah. But the extreme end is, so you haven't passed. Mm. Your name's not in the paper. Your exam number's not in the paper. You may be sad. Some people will be sad and get over it. But mm. some people on the extreme end kill themselves. Mm-hmm. How does a parent recognize, which this is beyond Sadness. This person is beyond sad about this thing and they're not going to pull through. Oh, yeah. This thing. They're not going to pull through this stumbling block. Yeah. How do you recognize that in your child? Yeah. Well, there's a number of things. I think, you know, um, the difference between sadness and depression, because that's what you're basically talking about, is that um, sadness is something that happens and it's a natural response, you know. People have to be sad. To, to, to be able to move on to actually acknowledge or be happy. You know, it's, there's certain things that have to happen. So sadness is okay. And people, and we have to help our kids to be sad and us to acknowledge that they are sad. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. What happens is that when sad becomes longer and the person, as you're saying, can't get themselves out of that. So what you normally see is that you're going to see your child starting to lose interest in certain things that they normally like to do. I mean, in in this age, most kids, they would like to be on the phone or they like to watch lots of TV and talk to friends. And so they start to withdraw and they want to be by themselves. And that's the sign. They want to be by themselves. They don't want to be with everybody and you, you know your child, you know, something is going to change in terms of how they, they start behaving. Some might lose um, appetite, start not eating. Um, some might start eating a lot and overeating. I mean, we're coming out of festive season, so we're still kind of slowing down on the eating business. But there are people that you can see suddenly the pattern of eating starting to shift. Um so there's a there's a there's a number of things you need to think about. So what I've done is that um I mean I've I've brought you um some of the the kind of symptoms of 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 looking at depression and and really saying okay now I need to start thinking and um and asking for help. Is what I've said is the persistent sadness and low mood, loss of interest of pleasure, the fatigue or low energy, you'll find them they start to Although teenagers never want to do anything, how do you know this is not just teenage laziness? Okay, but this laziness is or, or fatigue, or, or you're right. It, it's different from what it was in November. Mm. It's different to what it was in December, or it's different to what it was in June. 
So you would see the, how, how, you know, how it's changing. You'll be able to see. I think parents know their kids. So you must know your child to begin with. You must. And if, for an example, you know that in tune with your kids, listen, they talk. They'll talk to their sister. They talk to their neighbor. They talk to their friend. There are some people, they'll talk to an uncle. So there will be someone that they are going to be talking to. And there is someone, even at home, who is going to notice if you're not noticing as a parent, you know. Mm -hmm. We live very busy lives. And I don't want to judge parents, you know. Um, and that you lose track of where your kids are and what's happening in their lives. But during this time, whatever comment you're getting from people, take it seriously. Don't say, no, he's going to shake it off. Or Rosa or Rosa Strong. What is this? Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, it's very serious. Depression is one of the most, um, common. A mental illness that we experience, but it's curable. This is the thing about it, you know. It's not something that you know you can't be helped with. It's and then, what do you do? What do you do as a parent? You know, teenagers are disinter- notoriously disinterested, and most importantly, notorious uh, with the parental advice. So, what mm. do you do as a parent? What do you do when you notice so no, 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 right. Yeah. And it's not becoming right. So yeah. three days, four days, five days later, yeah. they're still, they, they're not, you know, they're showing no signs of coming out of it, planning for what's going to happen this year. Yeah. And then what? What do you do as a parent? Yeah. So the thing is, you know, sometimes as parents, especially mothers, we tend to overreact. You know, the problem becomes higher than what it is, which is normal. You know, you have to, you have to have start from high and then, you know, come down. So what we need to do is that, firstly, as I said, is that we have to take our kids very seriously, how they feel, what they're saying to us, and take it very seriously. The next thing what we need to do, we need to then track them and see whether they are continuing to feel like that. Are they continuing to feel like that? So the the in terms of us as professionals, we'll ask for how long has this child been feeling like this or thinking or whatever. Um, so two weeks, if the child gets to two weeks and they're feeling like that, then that's time you need to really seriously think about it. And, um, and you mentioned something earlier about some of them, they go and kill themselves. Now, statistics shows that people who mentions death, 75% of those people, they do kill themselves. So when someone mentions death, don't take it lightly. Do not take it lightly and even if they are joking about it, it's serious. So and and suicide is not supposed to be a secret. So if someone comes to you and say, Um, I want to kill myself and or what this or I'm thinking about this and, and all of that, but don't tell anyone. Do not make a mistake of not telling someone because suicide is not supposed to be a secret because it is serious because when that person actually ends up killing themselves you you are not going to forgive yourself you are going to be guilty for most of your life because you knew and the fact that you didn't do anything and i know sometimes it can be very you can feel helpless in some situations and think i really can't tell anybody and especially if you are a child and you're listening to this program and your friend is telling you something Tell someone, tell an adult, um, find a way of communicating that. Because mm. it's, it's a, it's a, and it's, it's, 
it's become more common. You know, people don't say it. They, they then don't say it. And then you see a Facebook status. And you're like, Maralomuntu in that Facebook status said something and it was a little bit... Interesting. Yeah. You see, that's a Facebook. I'm not very much into Facebook, but that's, mm-hmm. that's very important. You know, if you pick up something like that, something that's very, makes you think, follow up on it. It's like when someone is not saying, I want to kill myself, but they talk about death. They just speak about death. Find out. So if you're talking about death, are you thinking of taking your life? Ask them, you know, it's sometimes it's not easy to talk about these things because I think, especially in different cultures, we're so scared of death, but death is so much part of our lives and, um, and we need to start talking about it. We're talking about how to help your child cope with the disappointment of negative results, mm. um, particularly in matric. But I think when we come back, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm speaking to Nzigin Dumela. She's a clinical psychologist. And how to bulletproof your kids. Can you bulletproof your kids? (laughs) Can you bulletproof your kids from feeling the way that they are, feeling low, feeling down? Um, And you're listening to Woman. You're in the back seat with four multicolored aliens and a talking bear. You don't ask questions. Questions like, where are we going anyway? Can I have another cookie? Mom, are we there yet? Because when you can watch Teletubbies, Winnie the Pooh, and all the best kid shows online anytime for 99 Rand a month with Showmax, a long road trip goes by a whole lot faster. So get to Showmax.com and get your seven-day free trial. This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, we're keeping it real, and it's a hard one to start the year off with, but it's an important one. I'm Pumima Shekho, and you're tuned in to Wumandla. I've got clinical psychologist Nzigit Numela with me in the studio, and we're talking about if your child didn't pass this metric. Her name wasn't in the paper, and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to recognize if she's not going to get over this one. The extreme cases is where kids kill themselves. And this week, all the headlines are about all the 10 distinctions, the 100% passes. But I know without a doubt that one of the things that happens, and based on last week's headlines, they were saying that this year's metrics are actually worse than they had been. Ziggy forgot to put on her earphones. Yeah, it's my first time <laughs> online on on air. We got the disclaimer. You're I've, in the mix. That's where I'm gonna start right now. No, you can't start with the disclaimer. We're halfway through. We're halfway. It's gonna through. work. We, watch, watch me. No, we're not starting with the disclaimer, <laughs> but we are gonna talk about like how do you how do you respond in the different circumstances? While we were on the break, you were telling me about you know sometimes the child's not taking life seriously anyway, and you've yes. been seeing this as a parent. Do you want to yes. talk, talk about that? Yes. Now, um, I mean, one of the things I just want to say is that, which is part of my disclaimer, I, is that I'm gonna tell I've, you never, disclaimer. I've never had a child <laughs> who's, who's done a metric or who's, who's, who's gone through the process. I've witnessed it. I've gone through it. I've witnessed people going through it. Um, however, I've seen a couple of, um, of, of, of reports and um and results some of them i've liked but some of them have actually raised my high blood pressure so that's where i'm starting you see what i mean so i i need to start there so that people that are listening they know i know a little bit of what it means to experience negative results of your child is that what raises your high blood pressure the bed marks yes 
Why? I'll tell you right now. It does. As a parent, you do, you want your child to do better. You, 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 you are going to be sad. You are going to be disappointed. However, you are holding the bigger picture. So at some point, you mustn't lose the bigger picture. So it, it must be resuscitated at, at some point in that, in that anger, in that sadness, in that complete shock of really, you really did this. You talk so, about the anger. Yeah. You know, I remember, I, I remember one of the things that, that was always hanging over your head in mm. matric. You would say, yo, my mommy. You know how my mother would my, respond to this or thing my or my father. dad. Yes. And, and we grew up at a time when you also used to get a smack, when you used to get a yes. belting yes. if you do yes. something wrong. Yes. That, was, that was the big thing. But I always never used to understand. But now, this year, every time the test came back, you know, you knew this. So why are you surprised? Yeah. So So to start right there. So for me... One of the things is that, is that in everything, um, so they will raise your blood pressure. Definitely. So they will, because you're worried about them. And because you're holding the bigger picture, you could be worried that maybe this child is older and you're worried about all sorts of things as a parent. You know, you might be worried financially that where you're going to get another extra money to pay for an extra year. So there's a whole lot of stuff that you would worry about as a parent. I'm a thousand. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of, oh, some people worry about what are people going to think? So it will raise your, your blood pressure depending on the reason that, 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 um, that reason is. But for me, I think where it needs to start is that because you're holding the mirror and you're holding the bigger picture for your child, you know where these kids need to end up. So actually centering everything in love and, and, and actually not putting the child down is very, very, very important. So, and, and also we need to think about the situation that has brought this about. So you, you started saying, but mama, you've seen all the reports and you know that this thing being shired for the whole year. You can't expect me to get a distinction in maths. Exactly. If you knew that maths... So number one, results should not be a surprise <laughs> to parents. That's that's number one. And, um, and as I kind of said and touched on earlier on that, as parents and particularly single parents, you are so busy, it's so easy for you to get overwhelmed and lose touch with what is going on. However... While the child is writing exam, keep touch, keep asking questions. How is it? Someone might say, I've never done meds at school. How am I going to help my child? You don't have to be an expert in a subject or you have never done accounting or geography. But just to be interested, what are you doing? What is it good? And also, you are seeing the reports. Find out wh- why in January the child got a 30% in maths. And what can be done? And so that's number one. So that results should not be a surprise. Secondly, is that at the end of the day, you want this child to still know that he or she is loved, that the results do not define who they are, does not define who they are. And your love is not going to be determined by what they get at school. And I'm also talking to parents whose kids have got eight A's 
Because the mistake we do as parents is that, you know, we, we put so much into those A's and distinctions and, and the fact that my child is going to university and my child is, has applied to be a lawyer and all of those kind of things. And we lose the, the touch and the focus that at the end of the day, it's not, it's not all that. That's part of it. You still want, remember, a loving child, a responsible child, a connected child, a conscious citizen. There's a whole lot of things you want. One day you want a loving father out of this child, a happily married person, a successful individual, whatever that you want. Those things are not just going to happen. With eight A's. No. (laughs) And they're not just going to happen with you as a parent, just thinking about them and dreaming about them. We have to help our kids to be those things. So even if your child has got eight A's, they need to know that they are loved Speaking. for who they are, not because of the eight A's. Well, on the, on the you have to help your child be that that person. You know, yeah. how do you? One of the things that I that I thought about quite a lot when I was thinking about this show is that even as an adult, disappointment is a hard thing. Eh? Yeah, disappointment is yeah. a hard thing, whether yeah. it is in a broken relationship whether it is in a broken trust we've been seeing a lot of what disappointment can look like on social media in south Mm. africa over the past couple of days but disappointment is a hard thing it is for adults so how can you as a parent help your child learn to deal with disappointment even before the matric results so if today umdanako is in standard nine going into grade 11 or growing in going into grade 12 how do you how do you have or oh, going into grade one even i mean they all deal with lots of different kinds you don't get picked for a team you don't get, mm. you know there are lots of different kinds mm. of disappointments mm. how do you start there at the mm. deal with disappointment and reality mm. how do you do that as a parent so it goes back to what i was saying is that um the results should not be everything it's part of something so you have to help your child to see some of the things that they're good at and some of the things they, they might have achieved. So you ask, for an example, how do you respond to negative results? Your child needs to realize that academically I failed grade 12, but there could be a whole lot of other things where they've achieved. They could have been the captain of the cricket club. They could have, they could have won the original, um, debate competition. They could have, um, for an example, this child could have lost parents, for an example, or a parent, but they've managed with that to adjust in the new environment or they've, there's something that they've done. They've managed to make friends. You know, there's something that we overlook and I'm come from a, a, a different generation where relationships were not encouraged, where if you've got friends, they say, Oh, Tandistrat, you know, mm-hmm. And now we, we struggle with relationships at work. We struggle in marriages. We struggle generally. So there's a, because we, we, we were focusing at that academically. So this is one thing we also have to realize. When we talk about grade 12 results, we're talking academic results. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff that has happened in the year of grade 12. And where has this child actually have succeeded? So, and that's how we need to start working and helping the children to start to see the bigger picture. There are kids who have really not been serious. Let's talk about that. Who've been rebellious, who've been 
in bad companies who some kids actually, are just like going to get the A's anyway. And, no, no, but who kids who didn't care. And who's, who's got an attitude or whatever, you know? So you've got different categories as a parent when you respond is, was, this, was my child really serious about it? Did they really want it to pass? Because in honesty, there's different categories of kids. Child fails because, you know, behaviorally, they've been struggling. So when I say that kids that have not been taking their life seriously, I'm not judging them. I'm, I'm actually saying that it is a fact. But the question is we need as parents to understand. And you know, strange enough, even though that child has not has been having their whatever kind of attitude, results come and they failed. They are also disappointed. They're the first ones to kill themselves, They're those the ones. Fa- exactly. Because why? Because the behavior is a symptom of something. And this is where psychologist comes in and seeking help comes in because kids cannot vocalize their problems, the issues they're experiencing. So you will see those things through behavior. So as a parent, so if as a parent, that's why we have to love our kids even when they don't deserve it. We have to try and understand what is going on with them even when we don't understand it. So a child. Um, fails and is disappointed because they've lost parents, they've lost a, a loved one. And trauma, grief can, can have very devastating effects academically. And in everything, child can go into depression. They might want to kill themselves and follow the person who's died. So we need to kind of think about the context in which everything is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And be able to help our kids to see the bigger picture. And when we help them to see the bigger picture, because we are holding the mirror. Right now, they don't have that mirror. They're not, they, they, they kind of think about it. But you are holding the bigger, bigger mirror. And that's what we need to do. Yo, it sounds like adulting. <laughs> no. All of that. So it sounds mm. like mm. that kind of level of being an adult yeah. in the relationship. That's oh, yes. That I think a, a lot of us, even me, mm. I say that with a low voice. Mm. Sometimes you kind of, you know, you're also trying to live your life. You know, you talk about being busy. Yes. You're also like dealing with your own stuff. Yes. The importance of kind of putting your own stuff Aside yes. every now and again for this person, then comes to yes. It sounds like being an adult, and it's quite absolute. It is, <laughs> and also, I mean, you must think about it. Is that what I'm talking about? Even my parents didn't do that, you know. Um, and you might find that. And look at you today. You've you know what come I mean? Out all right, you, on the other side. <laughs> well, that's what you. That's what you assume. <laughs> That's that's an assumption you're making based on how I look. <laughs> this is the thing, you know, is that you can't judge a book by its cover, you know. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that whole thing of ch- children that have succeeded. Sometimes those are the kids we need to to be very close to because they are so their identity is so um, embodied with their success, with their A's, with their distinctions. But if you look at it in today's world, I mean, I work with lots of executive. I do executive coaching. And most of the time is that people I work with and people that I come across with, we talk about things like emotional intelligence, social intelligence, relationship intelligence. IQ is one of those things. 
And we as parents of today, we are expected to parent kids the way we've never been parented before. So how do you deal with your own issues while you are holding this other person? How do you do the adulting? The adulting is that you really also need to be thinking about finding your own psychologist <laughs> before you find your child a psychologist. You need, to, I mean, there's lots of support groups, you know, um, you've got a lot of NGOs that are doing amazing work to, to provide support groups for, for parents, for single parents, for um, a whole lot of things. So we as parents, in order for us to do that adulting, because it's not easy. And it's not easy with your own child. It's not easy with a child that you might have adopted. Child you are looking after. A whole lot of... Malume's child. Because that's our reality. Is Now you've that's got Malume's it. child. And that's it. Discipline our and li- all of those things. Our lives you can't are very cause. complex. So we And we've got our own issues. Our own, own issues we haven't dealt with. What is success? What is our big picture? What is our vision? What is, what is our big, what our mirror actually says about ourselves? You know what I mean? So we continually as parents have to hold these two mirrors. What is my vision? What is my child's vision? Mm. And where, where to find the help? It's, it's easy for me and you to have yeah. this conversation and say, find a psychologist. Yes. But you're listening and you're going, Ukalagupi. Yes. Where do you start by looking for, for this help? Absolutely. Who do you, who do you phone? Where do you, yes. where does, where do you get the help? If you, if you see the symptoms in this child, yeah. if you recognize the need yeah. for, a, for, for intervention. Yes. Where do you start? Looking Absolutely. For that? Yeah. So if, I mean, fortunately these, these days everybody has gotten access to, to the internet. So the best way to start is to Google. Okay. That's one thing. And, um, the, the, the South African depression and anxiety group. SADC. SADC. Mm-hmm. It's a website. And on that website, you will find other numbers of people that you can contact. And the nice thing about SADC, it works from Monday to Sunday. And you can leave a message. Um, you've got other places, which is like Lifeline, you, you, family life centers. Um, you can Google those numbers and, and talk to somebody about what I'm doing. Some organizations, NGOs like um, family life centers, they run courses um, about how to manage an adolescent, how to, deal with your child, you know, sometimes we also have to equip ourselves because we were not, we are not prepared for the roles that we're playing in our life, in, in the lives of our children. And we also have to think about the next generation. You know, the work that I do is very much about, you know, changing one generation at a time. And so that's what we need to think as parents and be very realistic is that the only thing I can do is to just change the generation in front of me and hope that next generation will be will have a better life you know a better chance than i did as a parent you know so it goes into this adulting into parenting differently into making sure that even though we're not happy with what our children are doing the behavior what they're doing but they know that they are loved and that i mean that is unconditional and the the social worker at the local clinic can also assist a nurse, a nurse, nurse in the local clinic, a teacher can help. A priest can help. You know, there's so many people that we can talk to that can help. A neighbor, you know, um, can help. 
Emalume that you forgot um, might be able to have some ideas on how, you know, even as a parent, sometimes, you know, we think our children are this. And sometimes when this something like this happens, you are you feel so lonely. You think, oh, my gosh, people are going to laugh at me because of this and that. You know what? We all go through difficult times in our lives. Right now, you are going through a difficult time that your child hasn't done well in grade 12. Guess what? Someone else is going through a difficult time about their child whose marriage is falling apart. So, you know, everybody is going through a a difficult struggle in their lives. And we mustn't be scared to reach out to other people to try and get that help. And then how do you know? You know, I, the the one thing that I always ask myself is, so I've come to the priest or the nurse or I've got a psychologist. How do you know that you are getting the right kind of help? Is that a curveball? It's not really a curveball because what, what's going through my mind is that what is the right help? Mm. What, what, what were you looking for? When you went to that person. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's the first thing. So, you know, um, I met a friend last night who wanted to bounce off something. And I asked her, I said, I'm wondering whether I'm, I'm helping you. And she said to me, you are, because I was just looking for someone who can help me to think differently. So it's, it, you, you know what you want. I don't, as I'm giving you help most of the time, it takes a long time for me to figure out how can I help this person, what they're looking for. And sometimes you actually don't know what you want. But in that conversation, you might be able to define whether this person is able to to give me what I want, you know. So I'm listening to the show today and I think I definitely want to get hold of this woman. I want to talk to her in particular. How do people get hold of you? Well, um, there's two ways of getting hold of me. Um, my cell number is zero eight two eight zero five and five three three four, and I operate in Joburg, um in the in the Greenside area. And you help kids and parents. My focus <laughs> is children, yes, <laughs> and family. And I work with parents and I work with couples, yes. Mm. So, children. Families, everybody's in this together. Whether you're the parent, whether you're the child, whether you're the aunt or the neighbor. It's everybody's a system. in this together. It's a system. And, and we're all part of the system that helps Absolutely. each other. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. It's a pleasure. More than anything that, that I keep getting out of this is the holding up the bigger picture for your child. And loving them. Mm-hmm. And, and them, they must know all the time that they are loved. All the world needs is a little love. Absolutely. Thank you very much for being here with me today. That is clinical psychologist. We've been speaking about how to help your kids if your child didn't make it this matric or going into matric. How are you going to bulletproof them against the failure? Thank you for tuning in. It's the first Womandla of the year and I'm very excited about the year ahead. Join me again next week right here on Womandla. And don't forget it. You are fabulous. So always keep your head up. This is CliffCentral.com.